This is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. All right, today I'm talking to my friend Bill. He is a, um, a I think this is okay to say that you're kind of a, a nerdy person who has several <laughs> <laughs> master's degrees. Right, right out there. <laughs> is literally obsessed with dogs and has been labeled by many as the greatest librarian of our time. We may or may not have passed many hours when we should have been working, talking about, and reading the letters between Jonathan Franzen and David Foster Wallace. So I'm sure it's, I think it's safe to say that you like things a little highbrow, which means naturally I thought to torture him with reading a lot of romance novels. So thank you, Bill. Thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. And I'm excited to talk about romance with you. Okay. Is that an accurate description? Anything you'd like to add to your... No, that'll do, that, we'll leave it there. Okay, great. So, well, first of all, tell me a little bit about what you generally read. I sort of go in phases, I suppose, and I like to read a lot of different types of books. Um, I, In the past five years or so, I've gotten pretty into detective or sort of spy type novels like Henning Mankell, um, the Wallander series and Philip Kerr's Bernie Gunther series, which I love. And I'm always looking out for a new, new series like that. And then sometimes I'll get into a phase of reading contemporary fiction or, or new stuff. And I got a list right now and I just started on a couple of those recently. And then I also have a weakness for sort of long 19th century British and um, Russian novelist, which uh-huh. I have thought of. Are you of just reading as, The Cherry Orchard over and over? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Maybe I'm not as deep into it as I thought, but um, like, you know, and, and I think those are like what I would consider romance novels, you know, like um, uh-huh. I don't even read Jane Austen, I, I keep meaning to, but Tolstoy and, you know, which like are great love stories. And no, they're not. Anna Karenina is not a love story. <laughs> it's well, not it's a, a love story when the woman f- throws herself, spoiler alert, throws well, herself in front of a train. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was successful, but War and Peace is an absolutely successful as far as love goes and family happiness. And they're sort of just opposite in those two are, are opposite in and how it turns out for the people. But anyway, I see them. I mean, the, the relationship is, are critical to those. And so I like them. And I like long stuff. Like, so I re- like really long books. So I wasn't afraid to pick this book. But... <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I have to say just Anna Karenina was the book that made me start reading romance. I was, is that right? I well... hated, I hated it so much that I was like this, I'm sick of I'm sick of women being treated this way, <laughs> and so I just I well, abandoned well, I my think that's a central, all classical literature. Yeah. Well, it wasn't an endorsement of it, I don't think, or it, it I didn't read it as that. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, it sounds like you know pulpy mystery noir stuff is what you're reading in, in a lot of classic stuff. So, like, why up until this point did you only read what you considered romance, where the women weren't killed? well i didn't i i don't know there's no like sort of uh conscious decision not to it was just Mm -hmm. not something that fell into my you know interest because picking books is um it just it just sort of what i want so i guess i just didn't want it you know or i didn't desire to read it though Uh i certainly don't i was trying to think of other before this i read this book this series and i can't think of the author's name right now it was a it's a welsh history series and it every once in a while when i was reading outlander i kind of thought of it and it was it's the first one was here be dragons and it was about the welsh princes um and I suggested it to a, a friend's wife and she, I talked to her like six months later and I was like, yeah, there's a lot of pillow talk in it, isn't it? And she said, um, 
or, or there's a little pillow talk. She said a little, and it was so like they are definitely romance novel oriented, and I really like them. So, what are they called? Um, the first one is called Here Be Dragons, Here and be Dragons. I can't think of the name of the author, who's a woman. I know that, uh-huh. but there's a whole series on sort of medieval hmm. um, British history. All right. Well, okay. So the, you the, you said that it wasn't something that you wanted to read, or like, and so why do you think that you didn't want to? What well, about it? I, I mean, it's probably to you? partly you know, just that it's for women. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe you're sort of fishing for that. <laughs> you won't be surprised to hear that. But um, so, and I guess, you know, I mean, it comes with a reputation of being, you know, like so, like um, like a soap opera TV show. Sure. Which, um, you know, I don't watch soap operas. Uh-huh. So I guess they come with some baggage, like that they're, maybe just fun but it wasn't like the type of fun reading i don't know i guess the just detective things are more of like what i go for if i'm looking for just like something to get absorbed in and forget about right so like you want like a a a mystery to be solved yeah yeah so do you think that because i mean like what is about something that's for women that isn't interesting and I'm not trying to like lead you no. down a dark path. Like I'm no, genuinely it's, it's, interested. It's a tough question. Um, um, it's, it's I, I don't. Because I mean, I feel like women do a lot of things that like guys think are cool, and we like them. And like there's, but there seems to be less of like an exchange in that respect. Yeah, yeah, it, and and I don't know if it relates, but like that the fact that male character, even when you know, like Harry Potter. Harry Potter is the main character written by a woman. Mm-hmm. Why is, why is he the title character? Um, and sure. So Hermione I, I is much a, cooler. Yes. And Hermione is the real hero of it probably. Mm-hmm. But so I, I don't know why I, uh, that's tough to answer. I, I just don't, <laughs> I don't really know why. You just don't think women are interesting. Is that why? You don't <laughs> yes, think I, their innermost thoughts, desires are interesting to, to men? That's not uh, something that men are like, huh? Well, I it's wonder, not like, I, I wonder what they're doing over there. I don't know if it's really the gender because, I mean, my favorite in the past few years authors, George Eliot, and um, not sure. all of her characters are, are female or her main sure. characters, but they certainly are. And they're, you know, the, have, you know, no problem identifying with women characters or being interested in them. I just read Whereabouts and I can't remember the name of the author because it's a tough name. But and it's just a, it's just the inner life of a, of a woman. It was I read it in a day. It was so absorbing. Right. So it's not I, I hope in myself it's not gender. Not to say that I don't have the sort of um, residual sort of like gender-based bias against romance novels, but it's, I, I think, I hope I've moved beyond like just wanting male characters. Right now, it's okay. Or male things. Or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, but. But I just but... think that like when you describe something like a romance novel is men and women usually boning, have, having a relationship and like having fun. And like for some reason, dudes are like, I'm out. I'm not interested. When it seems like that should be fun for anybody to read, right? Yeah. And, and I think that, I mean, I guess that it, it, you, you know, there is the sort of like sort of superficialness of it or the impression that they're superficial, right? Sure. And um, I don't know why that is a sort of barrier for romance novels, maybe for me or for men, mm-hmm. compared to other things like, I don't want to say detective novels are superficial either, you know, maybe they, you don't ex- expect or when you read it to, to really have like the depth of character and st- stuff, though right. it's not really true. I mean, cause I certainly think that the Wallander character is somebody I think about all the time, you know, so there's a lot of depth. And- Do you think the superficial thing comes from like the Fabio covers of the past? Probably. I mean- yeah. I mean, probably. All right. Okay, that sounds good. Moving on. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's... Thanks. I, I, I think most people say the same thing. And it's just... 
hopefully we can dispel some of those preconceived notions about what romance is. That's kind of the point, right? Yeah. All right. So now we're going to play a game that I apologize for, but it's happening. So I'm going to read two passages um, from books. And you have to guess if the passage was written by a man or a woman. Okay. Right? It's so there's no prizes and it's, you know, don't worry. Don't, don't feel pressure. It's fine. I All don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first one, he trembled and drove into her. Shafts of delight sped through her tissues and sang in her blood. She lifted her hips and wrapped her legs around his. He shoved his hands beneath her and tilted her higher, thrusting more deeply. So that's the first one. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. Okay, He put, here's the second. He puts his hands under her knees and maneuvers her carefully so that her bottom rests on the edge of the settee. He slips his fingers underneath the worn elastic of her panties that are strung across the points of her hips, slips them to her ankles, and softly draws apart her knees. So, which one do you think is written by a man and by a woman? First of all, I have no idea, um, but I would say <laughs> the um, the... Wouldn't I be playing into stereotypes if I answered this? Because I would say yeah. the first one is very male stereotyped, you uh -huh. know, sort of uh, aggressive and so forth. And the second one is a little more, I don't know, what's the word? Not sensitive or thoughtful or um, uh -huh. so if I play on stereotype, first one is, 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 uh, is male. You are, this is, that is incorrect. The first one is a female. So, yes, you, you caught me. Well, the <laughs> second one trap coming. The male. <laughs> um, so, the first one was Heaven, Texas by Susan Elizabeth Phillips, an amazing, one of the, our premier romance writers. Um, and the second one was The Death of Bunny Monroe by Nick Cave. Hmm. I assume that's a man. Nick Cave, the, the singer, the, the guy <laughs> Yes, the uh, theme song to Peaky Blinders. Yeah, that's what I think. All right. Congratulations. You lost. We're getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's obviously I, most of these passages, it's very easy to tell. That one was a little bit more difficult. Also, I tried to make it a little bit more G-rated. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to start talking about the book. We are discussing Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. This was written in 1992. It's a Rita Award winner. It's a New York Times bestseller. I mean, by 2012, uh, her novels have been published in 27 countries and in 24 languages. Uh, the series has been developed into a popular television series. I think there are like a lot of books in the series and they've all won but on the New York Times bestseller list. This is just a huge, huge, huge book. It's what a lot of people think when they think of romance. I remember working in my first public library when I told the reference librarian I read romance. This is what she recommended to me. And I thought, that's not the romance kind of romance I read. And I was right. It is too long. <laughs> And I, it was hard to read, but it was fine. It was great. It was fine. Anyway, so here, just a short description of the book. It's the Scottish Highlands, 1945. Claire Randall, a former British combat nurse, is just back from the war and reunited with her husband on a second honeymoon when she walks through a standing stone in one of the ancient circles that dot the British Isles. Suddenly, she is in a Scotland torn by war and raiding clans in the year 1743. Uh, marooned amid danger, passion, and violence, Claire learns her only chance of safety lies in Jamie Fraser, a gallant young Scots warrior. What begins in compulsion becomes urgent need, and Claire finds herself torn between two very different men and two irreconcilable lives. So time travel basically is what we're dealing with here. Okay, so tell me, what were your first impressions of the of the book? The cover, the blurb? Now, I gave you a list of books to choose from. You, I think, mentioned that you preferred historical maybe. So I feel like I gave you most a list of mostly historical novels. What about this one made you choose it? Um, it was probably definitely the setting 
I saw, I thought Scotland sounded interesting. It, that, that part was about that. And I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, it's probably pretty good. A lot of people like it. And so that grabbed me right off the bat. And so, you know, I've read some historic romance type stuff. So, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. So I thought I'd like it. Right. And it was, you were not scared by the length of it, as you mentioned no. earlier. <laughs> I'm going to pick the longest one. All right. So what did you think then about the cover in the, in the summer? Tell me just some feelings you had before you started reading it. Were you excited? Did you know, I, I didn't really, if, um, cause I got it on my Kindle right. and I guess I saw the cover. Did you have the um, one with did, the two people on it or was it like the original cover? I don't remember, but I went and looked at it this morning uh-huh. and I had, I, I had the image of her in my head, so I must have seen it beforehand. Because okay. and but him, I did not have the image of him in my head at all. And he does not the person on the cut co- the the guy on the cover didn't sort of jive with my picture of him. Really? Yes, he was much. He seemed. He didn't seem like a. I don't know, like a. He didn't. I guess I just pictured him being a lot bigger, oh, you know, yeah. like, and, and like sort of grittier looking, uh-huh, you know, sure. or, or, but he is sort very of like pretty. Mel, more Mel, Mel Gibson ish type, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, Braveheart era uh-huh. Mel Gibson, you know, right. no, he's a very pretty man. I, I mean, um, but I, I, I think, I mean, I've watched the show, and I think he's great. I mean, like when I read the, because I saw the show before I read the book, and I think it helped me finish the book. Honestly, <laughs> so it's the it's the guy on the cover is the actor in the movie or the t- TV show or what? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. uh, the the original cover is does not have people on it. It's just like a some sort of emblem i think or so i'm sure it's some sort of scottish simple maybe i don't know i can't i should probably know that anyway okay so the the cover meant nothing to you basically is what you're saying you were basically focused on the summary and it, so it didn't influence your yeah yeah probably not probably not gotcha but I had, you know, I'd seen the cover, so it was in my head somewhere. Yeah. You know, it just seems like a historical romance. You know, the cover is not super like it doesn't really change. That would be the immediate impression you get of the novel. It seemed to match the description. You know, does it? I mean, that's interesting because I feel like nothing about the cover says romance to me. I feel like it's. I mean, the most recent, the show one, since it's they've re-released this, whatever edition it is. Yes, usually when there are two people on the cover, that's sort of romance. But the original one, I do feel like they were trying to push it more toward a literary audience. Uh-huh. And so there Yeah, were... and the cover is, is not, like the fact that he's not a Fabio looking guy. Sure you know that's sort of played down though it's not in the book i don't think very much you know his physicality is really i don't know super manly yeah they talk about it a lot well he's like hurt every scene from something um uh, a a lot of it is brutal and and his scars and you know he's battered and beat and it's like his shoulder is dislocated every every five minutes or something. I don't know. It's a lot. They get it's a lot of adventure, and I, after a while, I was like, I get it. You know, just we can yeah. talk about it later. I was just like, I have had enough. Just take a break. <laughs> just <laughs> take a break. Anyway, all right. So, did you enjoy the historical backdrop of the of the novel because we start in first of all in the 1940s so there's that element uh and then the seven we're back in the 1740s did you enjoy it do you think it was an accurate representation like what were your did you enjoy well i i guess i liked the sort of setting of the the historical setting i have to say that i got really bogged down in the politics of the the clan the scottish Mm -hmm. clan or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's where i didn't like you know like i that i had a really hard time with and i still like thinking back on the book i'm like i don't know what the point of the whole family stuff the 
Colum and what Dougal is that the name of the other yeah. guy? Like I don't even really know what the whole point of that. Like I I just that that's I'm just lost in in what his role in that that family was sort of and mm-hmm. the um, the political games that that column was playing. And so to me that that part of the like I think that was trying to add some historical interest to it or depth to it but it it, it was lost on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think there was a fair amount of world building. I mean maybe she didn't necessarily plan for all of those books, but I think that there was definitely a lot of that kind of story because I think I I haven't read the second the other books, but certainly in the show I mean, you see how his, and cause he has to be on the run, right? Cause that's why they're time yeah. hopping. Um, and so, so I don't know. There's so, I don't know. and I, and I can't remember. I don't know why he's on the run at this point. He's on the, I, can't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I forget. Like he's on the, it's something with his, his, the British owning his family home or I don't know. It's, I, he, who knows? He's on the. I needed I needed cliff notes yeah. for that part, but I didn't have them. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Do you so? But I found it interesting. I found the descriptions of the Scottish places interesting. I like the 1940s stuff. I liked the like castle, like everything in this castle yeah yeah all that was good like all the the trappings of like of a period piece Mm -hmm. you know just like watching a period piece movie it's neat to see the costumes and the settings and the the house the 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 furniture and all that and the way people eat and so i liked all that stuff Mm -hmm. but the um the actual story elements of it i you know it's hard to imagine them out of that setting but that it was just too much. Sure. Did you, what did you think? Any thoughts about Claire's knowledge of herbal medicine and how that translated from the kind of a more modern 1940s to 1740s? Cause that was like a big part of it. Of the it was. And I liked the, I, mean, I thought she was interesting in her healing and all that stuff. And I guess I thought she was trying to weave modern medicine into the her the 1740s and you know i guess i I mean maybe i was thinking a little bit like well how does she know all this stuff well she was just a really good i just thought she was a really good nurse but then in you know in world war ii era but still i was maybe a little bit skeptical i did not it didn't like wasn't a big stumbling block or anything but like that that doesn't really seem to be the focus of what she'd be doing as a nurse during World War Two, but but at any rate, it was still I liked all that, and it was in, in, in and then she met that that woman who had the uh, Gillies the smallpox scar, yes. yeah. Who and I liked her her character. I mean, that was like mm-hmm. that was a light fun. She was just uh, I thought I liked her. She was light know. and fun. She like died in a fire. Well, that part was <laughs> yeah. I mean it. But I I found all of that good. Like she was just an interesting character to me. Yeah, no, and I liked her in the show as well. But I also it and it did bring in that like witch element because you know anytime yeah. women know stuff, they're a witch. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was surprised that, and I think that she like I just felt like she was kind of always in danger, and then I think we were meant to feel like she was always like in some danger, a little bit of danger. Who Gilliam Claire, or, or Claire. Claire? Yeah, um, yeah, and and she was attracted to that, to to her because she was sort of out of the, even before she knew she was out of time, that she was out of the, you know, the the favor of people around her to a certain extent. Right. Yes, and it was interesting to um, watch her navigate two hundred years prior with just like herbs. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, I, I I was willing to accept the connection, but I just don't think that she was like healing a lot of people in a war zone with like poultices, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right. I mean, but okay. I, I, I bought it and it's fine. But like, I also at the yeah. same time, I was like, is this, 
this is a lot. This is a lot of healing people. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about these people. She was really passionate about like her, her herbs. Yes. And and growing them. And I met, I did sort of think, gosh, this woman is she's a hard she was a really, really hard worker. And <laughs> and I was like, man, she's got energy. Well like they did she's just I mean there's no TV. She's just hanging around healing people. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, she <laughs> uh, and she didn't seem to read at, at, at all about or maybe I'm missing something. It doesn't matter anyway. All right, moving on to the actual love story. Did you feel? I mean, because they meet pretty pretty closely, pretty well, pretty soon in the novel. So, do you feel like there was true chemistry between the love interest between Claire and Jamie, or are you were you interested? And the rest of the love story, you did mention that it took you like a long time to read this book and that it yeah. um, it ruined all of your other books because you <laughs> wouldn't read other books until you finished this and it took a long time. And I think you were trying to make me feel bad for making you read it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have big qualms with their, I, I mean, I could, I bought the, the love story in general. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it didn't strike me. I guess I wasn't that invested in their love story though. I just felt like it was coming. And, and sometimes I felt like it relied on the way that she would talk about him or think about him. It, it was just not that interesting really, you know? So it, yeah, it, it wasn't that I didn't buy it. It just didn't hit me very deeply. Um, <laughs> And, and I found like the, the thing that I struggled with a little bit and was disappointed with is the whole two men thing, you know, Frank and was that his name? Uh-huh. Frank in the one time period. Mm-hmm. And then, and they seem very different. And, and that, that I guess, she, you know, she struggled with it and she felt a guilt and I guess it wasn't really as explicit or, you know, like, like that she chose Jamie over him, right? You know, and and so that part, you know, I I could have like I it, there could have been a bit more exploration of that for me, you know. So that's why I didn't like didn't think was as good as it could have been. So you didn't understand that she, you didn't understand why she would chose Jamie over Frank. It's not that I didn't understand it. I just didn't think it was very compelling. Okay, the way it was portrayed. You thought um, you didn't. It didn't seem like natural for you, for her to prefer like a young, hot Scott guy who's nearly naked all the time. <laughs> well, no, I, I could see that, but it's like, I'm is kidding. that all I'm there kidding. was? <laughs> well, I think in the show, as opposed to the book, they do a better job actually of like villainizing Frank. So you're like, just who cares about Frank? You know what I mean? He's like an eat. Really? Well, I didn't think he was a villain at all in what? the book. I mean, they use him as like a his same likeness as a rapist. <laughs> you don't think yeah, that, but, that adds to like how you're well, supposed I to mean, feel about Frank? No, because well, that was the other. My other thought was like, well, Frank was sort of straight, goody two shoe guy, right? Yeah. You know, was was there did was there a dark side to Frank presented that I'm missing besides his, you know, many great grandfather whatever he is who like that was just so weird like why is this villain of the book based upon a man i I guess i've just that went over my head you know that there's some like likeness in doppelganger in between the two that i didn't see it was like why is so when i thought about the book what's the whole point of the connection right it just seems like an area that's either i missed it or it wasn't very you know it was just sort of a plot device that didn't really mean anything yeah i mean i can see that and like i i i can only assume that again it's like a thing that is explored further in uh, subsequent books but i also think what it does is create the tension of like she has this whole other life to go back to. How is she? Otherwise, 
why would she go back? Because she has no family. We have they. She establishes that very early on. Like the only thing that she has to go back to is Frank, right? So like, if he's not there, then this is just a you know a love story set back in time, right? She there's no there's no like. How is she going to get back? Is she going to get back? There are no, the stakes are definitely lower for her. Like, just, you know, she's got all those herbs, that herb knowledge. She can stay there forever and it's fine. But if Frank is there, then, oh, now we have this. Is this a torrid affair? It, it just but adds why, But it still doesn't answer, like, the connection between the bad Randall no. and the new one. And, like, when she makes that decision, which seems like, primary tension of the or would be it would, whether to go back to the her her you know to world war ii era um it's sort of like she makes that decision and then it it just moves on like that's it she just makes a decision and i'm left wondering why or you know and there's no sort of second thoughts it seems um, at least i can remember so that was like i don't know it just seems like an opportunity for something really good and i didn't see it yeah, I I do think she probably explores it. I mean, it feels like it, it's touched on in the at least in the TV series in the second second uh-huh. a little bit more. But uh, I, sure, I'll buy that. But I didn't think Frank was that interesting. I think that well, no, he certainly wasn't very interesting. He was a pretty flat character. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. I could. He wasn't presented to be the one that she would really choose. Right. I, I can certainly agree that. Jamie is like, you know, I mean, he's this like the ideal guy, you know, he's super sensitive, except for beating her that one time. And, you know, he's like, really, which is maybe no small thing, but um, she accepts that. I don't even remember that. Oh, she did. I think she tried to run away or go negotiate with the British, the the English or something like that. And he, I think he. I don't know what he does, but was he, it after he, she got captured? Maybe it was. It was pretty early. Oh. I don't know if it was after she got captured oh, okay. or not. Well, she gets. I feel like she's get. I don't know. They are always getting captured in this book. So, but but she she did talk a lot about seeing when when it was the who was the earlier Randall whatever his name was the bad uh-huh. one. Um, she would see Frank yes. in him, uh-huh. you know, physically right. in his smile and so forth. Yeah. But I think there was like when she would say it it was like it was a there was a, a connection but there was like a you know it was just shocking to her you know like right. that that evil in the the bad one seemed so disconnected from the frank that she knew who was sort of you know i mean he was like bookish and mm-hmm. intellectual right. and dry he seemed very maybe. interested in her i guess yeah. is- yeah, maybe. But also, I just want to point out that this is something that also veers away from, I would say, like 99% of traditional romance novels. Like, there's not, generally, there's just like two people, and the story is about them. There's no like third person trying to, like, you know, there's no love triangles in romance novels, really. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you would, you would, I would, you know, without reading a lot of them, I would think that if there was like the one would be sort of obviously not a good catch yes whereas frank is where he might be a little bit dull Mm -hmm. you know like a um you know she he would have probably he probably represented stability or something compared to a guy on the run you know Mm -hmm. and sort of boringness but compared to excitement and so so maybe that's the tension between like her decision Mm -hmm. but not sort of just a bad match or you know yeah no it's very it's much more obvious it's just not i that kind of stress intention is not something that i want to read in a romance i don't want to wonder and be worried if the heroine and the hero are going to get together like that's not what i signed up for you're you're (laughs) supposed to give me just like positive interaction they can be enemies sure but we know they're going to work it out like i only want interactions between the female and the two love interests like i don't i don't care about some other dude and that's what it's also kind of separates this, I think, from traditional, more 
contemporary um well in traditional just general romance but yeah all right but did you feel like Jamie and Claire outside of of Frank do you feel like they like had common interests did you find their conversations together interesting did you think that they were realistic between two people who are in love any thoughts about that stuff yeah I mean I I gosh common interests like they yeah I didn't really get like a sense of his I mean, he was flat in his own sort of way, you know, like sort of like the the stock hero in a lot of ways. Though he went out of it, you know, to and his his whole like him being raped mm. is sort of added. Like that part was, you know, I don't not that it was like it you know, this might sound weird, but it was like a really school. yeah, it was really interesting though, no, you know, like it. in his reaction and he falls into depression or whatever afterwards like that was really compelling like i thought that was interesting and the way she dealt with that was you know really good part of the book i, I thought it. it was interesting the, yeah <laughs> so i mean that was like so i'm not looking for i guess you know i'm just looking for like inter interesting interactions between them and i found that like one of the more interesting parts of the book and whereas a lot of their like their talk was I just was for, so forgettable, you know, like I, when I look back, I don't really, I guess it, it's not that it was objectionable or I didn't think it was sort of real. It just didn't, just didn't really grab me that much. I was turned off a lot by the, the Sashenak or whatever Sassenach? and the Yees uh -huh. and the yeah, and some of the nicknames and sort of things, you know, it just sort of seemed, I don't know, I'd get annoyed. That's all. <laughs> but, um, but other than that, you know, it was just sort of, um, you know, not like terribly interesting, I guess, sure. but not at the same time, not, not a turn off. I gotcha. Yeah. I did think that, I mean, I hated the rape thing, but it did, I think, provide the opportunity that we don't see a lot in romance novels of just, um, the male emotional breakdown, which is yeah. not something we ever see really ever we see like anger and you know frustration and all these other things but we very really irrepressible energy right. and courage yeah, and sure. there was a lot right. of that you know but there's just a lot of despair in those scenes where like yeah. to the point where i one i i just hated reading it but also i like just i is he going to kill himself? Like, is this the end? Like, so it was interesting to see that you're right. It was compelling to see how they got through it. And I do think it was kind of weird how they got through it. Right. She drugged, he was drugged felt like maybe a little bit. And like they taught, it was like a hypnosis, weird drugging. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made it. It's fine. They're doing it again all over the world. And time <laughs> it's fine. He healed himself. I guess. Anyway, all right. So I I think that a lot of their talking and a lot of their conversations did get lost in all the like adventure, like the capturings and the wandering all over the countryside. There was always something going on. So there was not a lot of time for like those kind of intimate moments just between people. And I the Sassanac does annoy. It's annoying. <laughs> but I find that in any romance novel, any nickname like that, like anybody's going to have a yeah, problem with it. It's going to grade on you. Yeah. All right. So was the conflict believable to you? And we kind of touched on this. I mean, really, there's a, there's a lot of conflict in here. Like there's the time travel component. There's just them being, you know, completely different people. Uh, yeah, I guess um, the conflict between Jamie and randall is i was surprised by the you know the fact that uh and and sort of maybe let down a little bit by the it being sort of like i don't know what it was just this he's a sadist but and then the sort of homosexual aspect of it i felt like it was a trope sort of i don't know like that the that the evil guy in the end has to be has to be the gay character sure. and so i was suspicious of that a little bit i guess uh -huh. <laughs> like mm, you know so i mean do, is it is the other way not also a stereotype that like all gay people are friendly you know 
<laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. They are. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, it did seem, I mean, and that's something to talk about too. This book was written in 1992. So like there are uh, a lot of those things. I, I 100% don't think that that hitting scene would have been in there if it were written today. Um, where he hits her or whatever he does. So maybe there's that. But I mean, I think that I don't think that it's unbelievable to think that somebody who has had to repress their their nature. Oh, God, no, you're right. You're right. Absolutely not. But yeah. So like as far as for like them, just the two of them, Claire and Jamie, did you find that why they couldn't be together? Believe like she's. Did you feel her confusion the entire way? No. <laughs> she did. I took a leap of faith. I don't know. I couldn't. I That, I guess, yeah, I seems a central thing in the book. Like, it just didn't, I wasn't torn. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, maybe a little bit. Like, why? It just seemed like he was set up to be, you know, a sort of really romantic character, you know, like he's got all these problems and so forth, but, you know, in his life and he's certainly not, you know, but he's exciting and he's handsome and he's, you know, got all this courage and so forth. And so I I could see why she'd be attracted to him. And when you brought up like their um, compatibility or their common interests, and it never even occurred to me to like wonder, like, you know, do they like, I don't know, do they both like to go biking or something like that? Like, I can't think of the equivalent um, for, for those two. It was like, they're just in this situation and they're, they're reliable to each other, you know, and um, they are decent and and you know the fact that Jamie protects her for that witch accusation thing, then with Randall when he captured her and he you know he puts his clan at risk I think or whatever his you know his group of people mm-hmm. I'm calling him clan I don't right. know if that's right but so yeah I mean he's he'll protect her right um, and that's pretty standard you know, reason to like somebody <laughs> and also a pretty standard male role in a, right. you know, in my stereotypical vision of what, what a romance novel character would be. Right. Well, and especially in the 1740s, right? Dudes are like way more useful in this, <laughs> at, <Yeah>. at protecting because <laughs> they're yeah. obviously in a dangerous land now, but it, it, even from his perspective though, I mean, like, when they talk about the marriage or whatever, he's, I mean, it's kind of revealed that like he kind of instantly had feelings for her as well. So, and we don't see his point of view, obviously in the narration, but you know, the reasons he gives, I think are like, I don't know she can heal him and some, I don't know, something else, something else that I thought. She's good looking. Right. But anyway, right? I think so. I felt like it was... I mean, they're both very um, defiant, too. Or, you know, it's like she's very... I think that that Randall guy likes her, too. Right. Um, You know, because she is not meek. She's always as a... She's witty and interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. or at least presented to be interesting. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Did you think that... Speaking of of Claire, did you find uh, any humor in the book as you were reading? No, I, I thought that that Gillany, uh-huh. Gilly or whatever, she was kind of funny, but I can't think of anything quite funny other than that. <laughs> you know, I mean, not that, to say that it was, I mean, yeah, no, I wouldn't say there was a lot of humor. I, I don't think she was trying for it either, but no. so it's not necessarily negative. I think Claire could be, have a wry sense of humor at times. Yeah, yeah. Do you th- did you find Claire at all to be self-aware? Yeah, I think she was super self-aware. She was always analyzing her relationship. Um, and, and there was a certain amount of analyzing why she was attracted to one or the other. Or Though I think she liked, I mean, I felt like she loved both of the guys. Mm-hmm. That, like, maybe there was some, you know, in, inter- introspection about why she liked Jamie better. Sure. Or So... I guess that's the self-awareness. Yeah. 
I mean, in the relationship, she's self-aware for sure. And, and she's always very, like, she's, she's smart. And the way she deals with Column and uh, Dougal is, she's really strategic and smart and about that. And like I said, too smart, because I was lost in all her machinations and their machinations. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was weird. Um, okay, and, but speaking of, the book has a lot of secondary characters and tons of near-death plot points, I feel like. Do you feel like they added to the book or were they too distracting from the central love story? I think they were too distracting, uh, for me at least, and they could have been pared down or shortened or something, you know, a little more. They were distracting in the sense that I couldn't keep up with it. Right. But like as a mystery reader, that didn't, that didn't compel you at all. You weren't like, oh, what are they going to... You know, a little bit. I was trying to figure it out. And then, but there were gaps. And when I read, like you like you already uh, <laughs> exposed me of having like months and months of reading it. So a week later, I was like, oh God, am I going to go back and reread that part to figure out what's going on? You should or have just listened keep... to it on audio, you know? That's <laughs> Maybe. Option. Well, all right then. So I, yeah, I tend to agree. And like I said, in a regular romance novel, those there wouldn't be as many but there's just a lot there's a lot of running around a lot of people people being captured and a lot of people being hurt jamie was always being hurt and it was just like i just yeah. a lot of it was just all right i get it that reminded me of Har- i thought of harrison ford in it you know how he's always beat up in his old in his movies and like i guess that sort of strong man persona and he just beaten down beaten down beaten down but he'll rise up we know who'll rise up and sure. so it got a little tiresome but you know it's a story so you know. <laughs> thanks bill yeah it is a story <laughs> that's funny so all right did you think that the sex scenes were sexy and did they seem realistic to you and were they what you were kind of expecting from a romance novel that you know i'm sure you had um you know assumptions before going in they were pretty on par with what i would have expected and i don't know if they're they're typical it was uh virile guy and just she was maybe a little tamer than i thought might be the case mm-hmm. but i don't know if you would give me the impression but I sort of had the impression like this was a tamer one, um, that it would be a tamer one. And so, you know, that didn't surprise me. And they were good, you know. I mean, I I don't know. They were like, okay. Uh Um, They weren't like, you know, like that super like, I don't know. It wasn't like I wouldn't read them for these sex scenes. No, you. so it didn't like, you weren't like, oh, great, here we go. Well, yeah. it's um, <laughs> sarcastically or not. I wasn't really like either. Uh-huh. Um, it's not like I, you know, I sort of sped through them like everything else. Uh-huh. So. Right. That's what she said. All right. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so fine. So did you think that the historical element, cause I always, some of my hangups about historical romances that um, in sex scenes are, they're always cleaner than I think that they would, would have realistically been. You know, I mean, like they were in a barn, I think, for the first one or something. I mean, like some sort of place and there's no running water, obviously. And so I do think that they're always a little bit more glamorized. And I appreciate that. But I also I, that always does cross my cross my mind. It crossed my mind. They probably stunk and were really dirty and so forth. But. You know, I could I could set that aside, and sure. um, I've been very dirty before. And you you know, when you're very dirty, you don't smell the other dirty right. person next to you, so you can you can overlook it. So. Sure, right, all right. But so you you didn't read them and weren't like, well, this is great. I would like to read more of this of books like this with this kind of stuff in it. It didn't. You just didn't care. It, um yeah correct 
<laughs> All right. So this is okay. So, but it was what you expected. It didn't give you anything. It wasn't like whoa to you at all. No. It it wasn't like yeah. It wasn't titillating. Is that? I mean, I mean, maybe a little, uh-huh. but you know. Whereas you know, there's like disturbing sex scenes sure. in you know regular books you read yeah. that aren't like you're not like oh I want to be you know this is this is like my fantasy or something but it's very interesting or compelling or something in some way and makes you really like think about it and so they just sort of washed over me and you know it wasn't like I didn't you know sort of have some interest in reading it but when it was over it's like it didn't strike me as anything to Sure, and I don't remember any of them really, except for the barn one, where after they got married, so um, I can't, I probably couldn't say that they were, you know, stood out as, I mean, I've read a lot of of sex scenes in books, so I, I mean, I don't know, they all kind of run together, but anyway, so it didn't stand <laughs> out from that respect either but anyway all right so this is written in first person point of view inside claire's head did you ever want to see the story unfold from jamie's point of view how did you feel about being inside claire's head the entire time do you think that made the love story less interesting talk to me about i uh it didn't make it less interesting to me i guess and I, I wasn't craving to know his inner life anymore. You know, I thought that he was a, a fairly interesting character to see from the outside, you know, like little elements of depth, sort of who he was outside of her or her impression of him came out, like maybe with his sister, definitely after he is in the dungeon or whatever, in, in um, Randall's, you know, rape by Randall and so forth, you know, mm-hmm. like she can see that. So I guess that was interesting you know, if, if I don't know if I would have really wanted to have it from his perspective, that whole situation without being filtered through through her. Do you think that her thoughts about him were how you think women think about men? Is that too convoluted or do you understand what I'm trying to no, say? No, I um, no, I, I don't think. In that sense, maybe, and I could sort of, since we're talking about the way she feels about him, I mean, it's just like, I don't, it's a little too heroic, sort of, like the character is so heroic, and mm-hmm. I felt like it was over and over, he was like, he was exasperating because he was so strong-headed, you know, which is like, or, but in that sense, I thought it was a little stereotypical maybe of the ideal man of being sort of, you know, having all this courage and, and so, you know, and, and being so strong willed all the time. And so, you know, just embodiment of strength that I guess that's what it was interesting to the, you know, the other side, you know, him fighting through his trauma um, at the end. So, yeah, I don't think it, I think it's a little idealized in that sense, but not totally unrealistic, but, you know, maybe a little amplified. Did you suppose that that is like, I think that he is a very heroic character. Obviously he saves her a lot. He's in a lot of danger. Most of the book, their book. And so is that kind of, does that play into your notion of what romance novels were? And was it, I assume that it wasn't. So was her, was reading it from her perspective, did that subvert? No, that because in any I, way I mean, I, I, yes, it fits into what I would, my preconceived notion of what a romance novel would be, you know, a character. He sort of fit that, definitely. And, and so I wouldn't mm-hmm. expect sure. to oh, see yeah. it in a romance novel. I guess in a romance novel, I assume that the sort of interpreter or narrator is, and the perspective is, a, is female so it is what i it is what i'd expect and and it it i didn't really dawn on me that it wasn't we weren't inside his head and so so and it i felt like that would have been tough to pull off if for her for the author she would you know because like would it have added something different Uh like is there something different underneath 
and would that detract from what well, you know, most how she thought novels, of him? And would I would that have been able to be reconciled? I don't uh, know. Yeah. Well, most romance novels are written from oh, really? both. It's usually, and this is changing wildly currently, but up until a certain point, they were written in third person, limited. So you'd have the female point of view and the male head point of view. So, I mean, that's what I kind of grew up reading. This is, that's, this is what, again, kind of separates Outlander and this whole series a little bit from more just like Nora Roberts, all those big name traditional romance novel authors in that she does use first person. It is inside Claire's head the whole time. And so that's why I asked, like, I, and I miss having being inside the male point of view. Like I don't, I, that's, I think part of what we all want when we read a romance novel is we know what we think about men all the time and so we want to it's interesting to even though it's written by a woman um to hear the male perspective so it's interesting that uh you didn't even know that you were in claire's head and no i knew i was in her head i just didn't i didn't think about being in his right i gotcha but so i think that she like Claire has a lot of her own agency, I think is what I was trying to get at. Like, I think that the, this assumption that, you know, in, and this is a very traditional thing where again, he is rescuing her a lot, but I don't think that she is just kind of there. I think that she's a, like, as far as these things yeah. go, she's a very well-rounded character. She has a, you know, a very yeah. obvious character. She's, you know what I mean? And she makes her own decisions. Uh, she doesn't, and as much as she relies on him for so, sort of this physical aspect, she's very much making her own decisions. Yeah. And she saves him at least, I mean, not maybe as often, but as, right. as consequentially at the end. I mean, and she certainly has an agenda outside of him right. through lot, lots of the book. Now she, she, sort of subverts it mm-hmm. by choosing him but so she's using him in her own way and she's certainly really not at a dependent as as much as she is like outside of her time and you know maybe she has she has to rely on him for protection at, to a certain through a lot of it mm-hmm. um she's remarkably strong and independent mm-hmm. well and like he's constantly in this these efforts to protect her getting extremely hurt and then she is of course having to heal him with all of her many herbs (laughs) so um (laughs) so i mean there's that element too like just stop getting in like stop it and you won't have to we won't be caught in this cycle of (laughs) physical like getting caught and having to heal each other anyway all right so any other last thoughts about the book that you want to share um no (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) you i'm glad you got through it i didn't think you were going to make it i finished it i i you know when you read a book on a kindle you see the percentage and so at the it said like i was at 95 (laughs) percent, and so i was laying down i was you know, before I was going to bed, I was reading it and it said 95 cent percent. And so I was like, oh, I got a good amount to go. And then boom, it was over. It was, you know, it's like, so the, the percentage yeah. wasn't really in sync with the end of the book. And um, I was, I was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I could have kept reading. I was, this was pretty good so far, you know? So like the, the end, there was a big uptick in my interest. So um, it, fin- it finished strong. That was when he got raped at the end. So that's, right it was was heartbreaking and it's even worse i thought in the show like i can't even i mean i it was i i was talking to my hairstylist about it and we were just like it was like yeah it was it was was truly um i will never forget i mean i just i still remember it i am still like oh to this i mean i because they just i don't know anyway it doesn't and he's still alive. The Randall oh, yeah. guy is still alive, yeah. right? It wasn't 100% clear, I so. but I think they left it open. I was it? So. Man. At the very least, they left yeah. it open, and you can assume that he's coming back. Well, I found it like 
the story, like the the show didn't go into it, but the book and like so many people wanted to rape Jamie. Like throughout the book, like every dude, like the Duke wanted to rape him. He had to put gin, ginger oh, that's in right. his anus. And I was like, what is going on? Is this like a <laughs> thing where like you're just being like casually raped like by any like rich man who comes along to the castle? I mean, like, is this a danger where like young guys are just like putting things there so that they can't be I mean, it was like, and it was so like casually mentioned amongst like the group of people like, yeah, the Duke wants to rape yeah. Jamie and he has to, he can't go there yeah. by himself. Like, what? <laughs> And his his uh, uh, column, and they put him in yeah. the situation. They know it's gonna. They they use yeah. that to, to get some advantage, whatever it was. It was crazy. Anyway, it just that's never been. I don't know. And then for that to escalate, that sort of strain in the book to escalate into something so yeah. horrific is not. Um, you know, that's an interesting piece yeah. of it. It's not. It's not. You know, there's something mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, it was shocking to me. But anyway, all right. Well, I'm glad you made it through. I like, I mean, I like this book. Again, it's a little outside, I think, you know, what I would tend to classify as just, you know, general romance. But it's certainly a sweeping time travel saga. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, all right. <clears throat> We're going to go into a last game, though, if that's all your thoughts. Sure. And this one is, uh, I'm going to read again two passages. One is from a literary fiction novel, and the other is from a romance novel. Okay. And you just have to guess which is which. All right, here we go. My heart. What's the difference it, between the two? Literary fiction and romance novel. That's, that's the game. Okay. <laughs> There's no difference. That's the subtext of this. Okay. Game. That's it. <clears throat> All right, my heart. It feels like my chest can barely contain it. Like it's trying to escape because it doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to you. And if you wanted it, I'd wish for nothing in exchange. No gifts, no goods, no demonstrations of devotion, nothing but knowing you loved me too. So that's the first one. This is the second one. I missed it the way you miss the sun after a long stretch of cloudy days where you begin to forget the cloudiness, forget to miss the sun, and then one day it comes back to you so hot and clear and bright that you wonder how you ever lived without it. Um, I would say the first one is the romance novel and the second one is the literary fiction. It is the <laughs> other way, Bill. I think you're doing this on purpose. All right. So the first one actually is Stardust by Neil Gaiman, which is kind of is like, you know, a romance really and then the second one is american prince by sierra simone i they could have either way they were both in great really well written passages i mean it's not like i'm just i mean they were both um and neither of them were over the top necessarily or you know so they were believable yep. and and um yep you know i wouldn't bat an eye at reading that mm-hmm all right, so just kind of a wrap. Congratulations, you didn't win <laughs> uh, again. You lost both games. <laughs> uh, you can feel ashamed about it on your own time. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so wrapping up. After this experience, do you think that you well, did it open your eyes to romance? Did it change your opinion? And will you? Do you think you'll read or watch more romance on your own? Well, if you can convince me to read more <laughs> romance, <laughs> I will. Um, I, it, it doesn't make me, it doesn't really change um, uh, like my what, what I anticipate my reading habits would be. Uh -huh. I, I certainly, yeah. So it, it the only way it could have moved me was to draw me into romance novels more, and it didn't do that. Right. Uh-huh. So, well, we'll have another but chance. It didn't necessarily make me say i'd never read one again right um but it, i just maybe say i hope i it, you know the book was not awful it was just no, long no, and it know. became a you know sort of an albatross um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so but it, you know i don't come away with it like oh my god it was the worst experience ever but, but did it change your mind at all about what you thought romance novels were no <clears throat> No, 
No. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I guess I, w- I went in anticipating like a historical romance that was like right. a lot of like pillow talk thrown in, you know, like maybe not that far from some things I've read before, but just right. a little heavier on the the romance stuff. Sure. And, and I would say it came through on that, you know. All right. So you think that you had appropriate expectations already for what romance is? No, I mean, just for what I thought the book would be. Okay. But, I, you right. know, I, I didn't, I expected, I would have expected the the adventure side of the story to be a little bit better. Sure. Um, the, some of the character, like, I thought she was, in the end, a more interesting character, and perhaps him too, than I would have expected. So mm-hmm. that's where my expectations were, were, you know, exceeded somewhat. But the... Whereas the part that I probably was drawn to the book for, the sort of historical aspect of it, I was sort of let down by. Oh, I gotcha. All right. Well, there are many more books that I have to recommend. And we will see what we can do. All right. Well, thank you so much. Any final thoughts? Nope. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, um, Bill, tell me that you love romance. I love romance. (laughs) Thank you.